The Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Connor, it is time for the 2023 Juicy Awards. And we also have some bull picks in here. Yes. But today, we got to focus on giving out the awards. Some that, of the dumbest awards. The dumbest awards, but the awards that deserve... they the, These players deserve their flowers. And they're not going to get them with your Bulletnikoff and your Heisman Trophy bullshit. These are the real awards. Yes. And these are the this is like the these are the people's awards. Not the stupid writer who works at USA Today. Or the Today, Connor awards because he's the one that decided everybody that at least was decided the finalist. Um yes. I probably should pull something up. How do you want to decide the tiebreakers? It can't it can't be the way that we did it last year. What was last year's? That was when we did the roulette table. All right. We're going to do And miraculously we had Greenland one time and that's when like the Yeah. I have uh, the I have the results from last year, but we should I don't know what we should do for this one. Do you want to do a hand of blackjack? Do you no. want to do Well, if we, there's only two of us though, so like if there's a tie, coin flip. We're not going to sit here and talk about it. Um I don't even know. Yeah. I, Randomizer. Um I don't have a wheel pulled up. Random. Let's see if we can do like a random wheel. No, no, fuck that. I'll figure it out. You, I want you to take off with the first award, and I'm going to decide myself of what the deciding factor is going to be. All right. So, for the first award, we will be talking about the quarterbacks that won't get the love, weren't up for the Heisman, maybe deserved to be, came on late, or came on strong late, or was just at a school that, like, wasn't getting the pub that he deserved. But uh, first nominee, we have Carson Beck from Georgia. Ended up with a 72.4% completion percentage uh, this season. Best, or good enough for sixth in the nation. 3,738 yards. Good enough for fourth in the nation. 220 t- or 200, 200, 22 TDs, 6 INTs. Next, we have Joey Aguilar from App State. Did have a completion percentage of 64.3%. 3,546 yards, good enough for ninth in the nation. 33 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Uh, Caden Slater, or Salter, sorry, from Liberty, completion percentage of 60.9%, 2,750 yards, 31 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Was also able to add 1,064 yards rushing and 12 d- touchdowns running, or rushing. 
Jordan McLeod from James Madison, completion percentage of 68.9%, uh, 3,400 yards, 32 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. And then lastly, our boy, Noah Fafita from Arizona, 73.6% completion, good enough for fourth in the nation, 2,515 yards, three touchdowns, and five interceptions in only eight starts. So, yeah, that's, I'm for one, a little disappointed Diego's not in here. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Because, I mean, he was going to have my vote regardless. But I also was, like, going based off of, like, the stats. Yeah, and Diego didn't really put the stats up that you would have wanted to win. But, I, I, but I, uh, what do they call it? Um, in the trenches, guy, I want Diego because Diego is just going to be the guy that you fight for. But, yeah. no, I get what you're saying. No, this one is this one's simple for me. It's Noah Fafita. I, I legit think that Arizona could beat on the right day, all four of the college football playoff contenders. The trajectory that they were on and what they they lost one game when he was starting. And he had some damn good football teams. That kid is a dog. And I pray to God that somebody doesn't come and throw just a bag at him and get him out of Arizona. Because Arizona football next year is going to be they're gonna be my I'm gonna bet them to win the Big Twelve. One hundred percent. No feet is amazing. Same here, I don't think it's even like close. It. I'm taking over feet here. All right. Just because I feel like he deserved to get a lot more respect in the Heisman, my vote's for Carson Beck. He, like, I know it's chalky as shit, but the dude just never earned the respect that he deserved this season, in my opinion. Well. How are we going to do this? He won a national – or. A walk-on won a national championship with Georgia the last two seasons, but the five-star couldn't. Shut up. Like, legit. Uh, Keaton, like, I, I liked him a lot, but let's say it for what it is. Like, CUSA is the worst conference in college football. Yes. So he was putting up big stats against some really bad teams. No, I agree. So, I didn't think of anything else. I'd put a roulette wheel up here. <laughs> you go red or black? Uh, We'll go red. So you got red. So red is going to be Carson Beck. Fafita is going to be black. Salter will be zero. And we got some music in the background. And who? God, fuck. This, this is the <laughs> goddamn. This shocker, right? This, and then this is, App State guys going to be double zero. Bets are less requirement than this round. This is the. This real money. How are you gonna set me a bet a bet limit when it's not even real money? And it's twenty. It's black. That means you Noah Fafita <laughs> has won the juicy for the best quarterback. <laughs> if you have not heard this or seen this TikTok yet, you got to. It is. I don't know. It was like an actual TikTok. Like a guy was doing playing this on saxophone, but somebody made it into like a little meme where, or like a little video where Squirtle was playing the saxophone. Yes. And I don't even need like context behind it. 
it's just awesome. I and it, when it pops up on my feed, I end up watching it for a solid like ten minutes. Not like I just can't stop, and I'm just there bobbing my head with Squirtle. Yeah, Jamie hates it. But... I know it's fucking funny. All right, we'll All continue right. with the next one. We're gonna come up with something else besides that roulette wheel. That played like actual music yeah um all right so now we are on to the running backs that won't get the love uh starting off with kamani vidal from troy 1582 yards good enough for second in the nation a 5.7 yard average 14 touchdowns then you have Taj Bo- or Taj Brooks from Texas Tech, 1,443 yards, good enough for fourth in the nation, a 5.4 yards per carry average, nine touchdowns, and he also led the nation with 280 attempts. Uh, Audric Estime from Notre Dame, 1,341 yards, good enough for eighth in the nation, 6.4 yards per carry average uh, and 18 touchdowns. Then you have Penny Boone from Toledo, 1,400 yards, good enough for sixth in the nation, a 7.2 yard per carry average and 15 touchdowns. Then you have Marcus Carroll from Georgia State, who's now already transferred to Mizzou. But... 1,350 yards, good enough for 7th in the nation, 4.9 yards per carry average, and 13 touchdowns. So who is your vote for a running back that won't get the love? I'm going with Estime. Because those stats that he put up, too, I think people don't, if you don't watch a ton of Notre Dame, they're, they, they were legit four backs deep. And he, the the love was very much spread around. Like, I do think if he was a consistent back, like if he was on Oklahoma State where Ollie Gordon won. Or imagine, like, some of those Bama teams. Yeah. If he was on one of those teams, I think he was the best running back and he would have won. I don't even know what's the running back. Doak Walker. Yeah. I think he would have won that. But the fact that Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman and all them, they spread the love a little bit more, kind of hurt his numbers a little bit. And they lost some games they probably shouldn't have. And that also hurts a little bit because, you know, Oklahoma State played in the title game. So I, I'm going to give it to Estime. I think he was the best running back in the country last season. He just didn't get to showcase it on every single possession. All right, for me, I'm going to give love to the local kid in Penny Boone from Toledo. I mean, 7.2 yards per carry average. Like, that's that's hard to beat. And 1,400 yards, which, like I said, it was good enough for a sixth in the nation. And you wouldn't think that, like, with, like, Toledo. Like, you think when you think about Toledo, if you're anybody who really knows college football, you think of Daquan Finn. But they have a phenomenal running back there. And, like, Finn was always getting the love, and it just seemed like Boone was never getting any of the love. So that's where my vote is. So now we're to a coin. Now we're to a coin. Heads or tails? Uh, We'll go heads. Hey. Ah, We're even. So congratulations. All right, now to... to, Congratulate the kid. Okay, congratulations to Penny Boone from Toledo. (laughs) 
Congratulations, Mr. Boone. I love that song. Thank you, Squirrel. Uh, that is like definitely the new Lock song, too. Oh, God. And I'm never going to stop playing. I love that. I love it, too, but now you're going to make me hate it. I know it. All right, now to the wide receivers that will not get the love. Starting off with, in my opinion, the biggest Bolitnikoff uh, snub of them all. Malik Washington from Virginia, 1,426 yards, good enough for third in the nation, 110 receptions, good enough for first in the nation, and nine touchdowns. Ricky White from UNLV, 1,386 yards, good enough for fourth in the nation, 81 receptions, seven touchdowns. Troy uh, Troy Franklin from Oregon, 1,383 yards, good enough for fifth in the nation, 81 receptions, 14 touchdowns, good enough for second in the nation. Uh, Kalen Lacey from South Alabama, 1,316 yards, good enough for sixth in the nation, 91 receptions, and seven touchdowns. And then lastly, the forgotten... Wide receiver, in my opinion, at LSU, Brian Thompson Jr., uh, 1,079 yards, good enough for 14th in the nation, 60 receptions, and 15 touchdowns, good enough for first in the nation. And, I mean, obviously he was second fiddle to Malik Neighbors all season. But where is your vote? This is a really tough one. I don't think it's that tough. You don't right. think it's that tough? Go ahead, go ahead with yours. <sighs> Goddamn, his name already escaped me. Who's the Virginia kid's name again? Malik Washington. Yeah, that's my vote. Same. I think easily. Like he, he played with two different quarterbacks between Cadero and Musket, and Musket. I like he wasn't ever going to throw the ball downfield, and I think a lot of the. A lot of his shine came when um, is it no Cordero? It's Calandria. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When when he played, and that was a very much a mixed emotions kind of game. He was going to throw a lot of pick. He was Jameis Winston of the ACC again, reborn, and to do put up the numbers he did with those two, like I I that can't be overlooked. He played on for a terrible terrible Virginia team, and he was still able to put up numbers. So even on the games where Cordero was or Clangery wasn't very good, he always had stats. So I'm gonna give it to Washington. Yeah. So this one is consensus. If he played for any school that had some kind of a winning record, he would have been a Bolitnikov finalist. I know he was a semifinalist, but like like I said, he led the nation in receptions with 110, and then. The yards that he has, he was the bright spot on this Virginia team that like caught some people. And I mean, if he was on any kind of a better team, he would have been on the uh, on the Bolitnikov. <laughs> Congratulations to Malik Washington, the forgotten receiver of the year. Was he on the team last year? Uh, I cannot remember, but I feel like he ended up. Uh, or was he a transfer in? I'm pretty sure he was a transfer in. I will look it up right now. I had to look 
at something from last year just to confirm this. So for the defensive player that will be forgotten because... Hold on one second. Let me get this pulled up here. Did you pause us or... No, we're playing. Oh, okay. No, he was a Northwestern transfer. Did not did not know yes, that. Yes, that's right. Did not know that at all. Yes, that is right. Uh, all right, now to our defensive player that won't get the love. We have the reigning award winner from last season coming up this season with Jason Henderson from Old Dominion, who again led the nation with 167 total tackles while having... 51 solo and 116 assisted. That wasn't as good as his number from last year, but he was also able to add on four and a half sacks. Uh, Billy Bowman Jr. from Oklahoma. Six interceptions. Good enough for second in the nation. Three touchdowns. Good enough for first in the nation while adding on 61 tackles. Javon Solomon from Troy, uh, 16 sacks, good enough for first in the nation, Third or three forced fumbles, and 51 tackles. And then lastly, Jalen Green from James Madison, 15 and a half sacks, good enough for second in the nation, two forced fumbles, 50 tackles, one interception, one touchdown. So who has your vote, buddy? I'm going with the reigning champion, Jason Henderson, dude. Like, I hated, hated this old Dominion team, and I thought they would win maybe two games at the most. And they ended up making a bowl game, and he was a big part of it. Against Coastal, he had 22 tackles and two sacks. Like, the dude was everywhere and was the probably the whole reason that this defense did not or lived up way more to the expectations than I thought they were. So I'm going to vote for the incumbent winner here. All right. What are you doing? Gotta, oh, you'll find out here in a second. You, I swear, this is this is the thing that I hate the most about our podcast is the fact that you have all the controls and you're just over there continually doing some of the dumbest and shit and just adding nonstop nonsense to this podcast that i try to keep in line yeah well when you're the host and the producer it's sometimes it's sometimes a little tricky but it's fun because you are in control of everything so here you're going with you this is this is absolute for, for okay for one second so i have jason i pulled jason henderson up here i thought he was a Hayes kid for a second delaware Hayes, because it but it's delaware valley but oh. the way that i like read it immediately you see delaware and you're like oh my god i was like what um Handsome motherfucker, I'll tell you that. He, served, <laughs> he deserves a win. It just been that. So my look at this kid. Look at this kid. No, I got put up here. He's a handsome freaking devil. With a fucking strong ass jawline. Yeah, like Jesus. That's like Tate Martell level jawline. Jesus. All right. Um. So my vote. It's kind of. It's kind of like the same vote that I had last year. I'm pretty sure I voted for uh, current Washington Commander. Granted, can't, can't, currently can't get off the bench in Emmanuel Forbes. I'm going with Billy Bowman Jr. with the six interceptions and taking three of them to the house. Like that's hard. That's hard to do. Especially one of them was a 99 yarder. So that's. It's not shocking to me you go that way. You're a defensive touchdown better 
Oh God, yes. So, and I was still, I, one, I will still never get over. Granted, it was a special teams touchdown, but I will still never get over Cooper DeGene's. All right, so I I have the incumbent, so I think he deserves to be the dealer in this situation. I have a hand of blackjack for you. Are you just going to keep changing games? Yes. Oh, my God. It's your delt, and then, of course, <laughs> fucking most Mickey Mouse. It's not playing. No, it's just adding. Bet. Like, now I'm betting $10. What the fuck? That, that's the shitty thing about... Um, it, I mean, this was... I love Bovada, and I'll love it to the day I die because it was basically my avenue to betting for a long time before it was legalized here. But it looks like we're going to have to flip a coin on this one until I get Bovada figured out here. Oh, my God. This is... When you don't log in because I don't have money in my account anymore, it, it the, the side becomes very tricky. Heads or tails? Tails. Hey. Damn, you're really good. I know. Billy you're really Bowman. good in a row. Congratulations yep. to Billy Bowman. Jason Henderson, you still want a juicy. You still got one. So... You can live, you can it, it's hard that. to give him credit when he looks that fucking yeah, handsome. Like, congratulations, dude. Like, congratulations on the strongest jawline for a linebacker yeah. since AJ Hawk. Seriously. All right, time on to or time to go to the Mike Leach Coach of the Year. Our nominees are Jed Fitch from Arizona, Eli Drinkwitz from Mizzou, Jeff Brom from Louisville. Dave Dorn from NC State and Jerry Kill from New Mexico State. I was so worried like God that, that I I continue but I was so worried that like when I was doing this that uh, there were so like I didn't want to have you in on the nominees. So I was ho- really hoping I didn't miss anybody. I think there's only one clear winner here. If you ask me Jed Fish overachieved a lot at Arizona. Louisville made it to an ACC title game that they choked away because Jack Plummer's Jack Plummer. But it was year one in Louisville. But, dude. Hey, hey, there's there's a broad horizon with Tyler Shell. Yeah, who's Jack Plummer 2.0? <laughs> it's that meme of the guy, the old man that has the... It's a, it's a Spider-Man. Have meme. you ever seen that one? But there's one where he gets like, he's got like a old man collared shirt yeah. and he gets one for Christmas and he's got, it's yeah. the same exact yes, one. Yes. Um, but did Jerry kill won 10 fucking games in New Mexico state? You know how hard that is. You know how shitty that fucking facility is. You know how shitty their resources are. You know how shitty they have NIL and he won 10 fucking games there and had them had, I don't remember if they were winning at halftime against Liberty, but that was a, that they lost by like 17. That was not that close. It was way closer than that. And that is a damn good football team. That win total was five and a fucking half. And he won 10 games at New Mexico State, which is arguably one of the 10 hardest jobs in all of college football. And he did all that after losing week zero to UMass. Hands down, Jerry Kill for me. Not even close. So I'm glad that you picked Kill so that we can have fate decide this but i i don't think you think i know uh, i think you think i have a person in mind but it's not who you think it is i'm going with eli drinkwitz 
The nerd, I, the alpha nerd. I think he really deserves some flowers for what he did, man. I mean, was it ten and two this season? Losses to Georgia, and who was the other loss to? They lost to Georgia, and they lost to LSU. That, yeah, and the loss to LSU, it, it wasn't as bad as now that I remember. It was a lat like garbage time touchdown by LSU on a pick six that made that number where it was. But this was somebody that I was really down on that I thought with like all the things that the state of Missouri was doing with NIL and the fact that two of the better players in the country were from Mizzou or from the Missouri area. Like I thought that Everything was showing that if Eli doesn't have a good season, he's going to be gone. Because Mizzou, I think the Mizzou fan base expects more. And he had a 10-2 and two season. And if that fucking Georgia game is in, in at Mizzou, they, I think they win that game. But I'll digress. I win because uh, New Mexico State beat... Middle Tennessee by six, when Missouri beat him by four. So does that deal the blackjack? Well, we'll see they, if this works. How much you want to bet? One hundred twenty-five. I guess deal the cards. You got thirteen. He's got twelve. You gotta stay. It's gonna be a double double, dude. All right, stay. Die, nah, you're fucked. <laughs> oh, Jerry Kill. Damn it. Who's one? The coach of the year. That's a gamble. I always stay on that, though, because you're thinking face-to-face. Yeah, kind exactly. Of bust, but, I don't know. It's also a computer. All right, now this one... I also thought when there wasn't... Like, there's not actual money being played. Well, also, I didn't know what... Oh, now I see... Oh, soft 17? Ooh, yeah. Shit. Well, I'm used to 16. Well... I'm pretty sure that's what... I just assume when, like, I'm not logged into my account and it's free, they would just let me win because I would think it's so easy... They're thinking dumb people were like, oh, it's so easy to win, so then I'll put money into it. But no, apparently not. All right, next one. Biggest surprise team. Got four candidates here. Washington, Texas, Mizzou, Fuck Texas. and Louisville. Couldn't really think of many other teams that like were really shocking. I mean, two of these teams were in made the playoff, but who was your vote? That's a tough one because Texas was the favorite in the Big 12, so they're not shocking to me whatsoever. Louisville, I bet on to win the ACC because of the schedule, so I'm throwing them out as well. Washington, we were super high on. I think they were my pick to win the Pac-12. Who was the other candidate? Mizzou. Mizzou and Washington. Yeah, I think Missouri is going to be the one I've got to do by default because Texas should not be surprised because they were the favorites, the betting favorite. They were nearly minus money to win the conference, so... That one's not close to me. I mean, Louisville was a surprise, but, like, again, they competed for an ACC title, and I bet on them. But who would win on a neutral between Louisville and Iowa? Like, that's a coin flip. They weren't that good. The reason I bet on it was because of the schedule. Mm -hmm. They're ahead of schedule in the year one of Jeff Brom, but I wouldn't say them. I'll say Missouri because I I didn't expect this because I I think I might have took their under, to be honest with you, when we broke down the team here. 
Because I, I, I mean, honestly, I may have been on the under, but uh, for this one, I'm gonna go with Washington. I know it may seem talky, but coming into the season, they USC was the favorite. Well, USC and Oregon were basically fighting for the favorite, and you had Washington in third, and then. Like, when it came to the Oregon matchup, Washington ended up winning that and then ran the table. Granted, there were a lot of slip-ups. You stop it. I got got another game. (laughs) You are terrible. Um, But we kept doubting this team. Like, they... And I hate to say that they're like TCU, but I think they're... Because I think they're honestly better. Yeah, I think they're better. But like this is the team that we that won't die and I mean they went into the Pac-12 championship as 10-point dogs and won fucking outright. So, for me, my vote's Washington. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you there. I just I and plus I already voted Eli for coach of the year, so. Yeah, I don't know if I expect them to be there at the title game. But where I picked them exactly but I did have some expectations for him. That's why I chose that. What is this? Mickey so this Mouse? is a wheel here. So I'll give you odd. So you get two or you get one, three, five, and seven, not nine. I'll take two, four, five. Wait. Wait. Two, how do four, I not get a nine? Because I don't get zero. Zero is going to be. Oh my god. Texas and nine is going to be Louisville. And we're going to spin the wheel. This is... I have you spin this wheel. That's what I want to bet. Tap to drag. You got to place a bet on one of them. I'll put on seven. Let this wheel spin. Come on, baby. Come on. God damn it. (laughs) Washington. Washington. Is your surprise team of the season. Which, I I mean, I I can't be mad about it. It's just I had expectations. Well, no. I mean, I had... But that was because we broke it down. But also, even when, like, Washington proved what they were this season, people kept doubting us. I'm fucking one of them. I cashed out in the national championship bet. Look at who's a fucking dummy. That's true. And, I mean. But that was also because I thought, I still thought that Oregon was the better team. But guess what Washington did again? Proved that they were the better team. Yeah. Well, also, like, as high as expectations we have, do we really think that we're going to make the playoff? No. Or run the table? No, I am not no. think I think that they had a shot to make the playoff if everything broke right for them. But then as you saw the season go on, I mean b- during the season, Oregon had better odds to make the playoff than Washington, and Washington hadn't suffered a loss. But yeah, I digress. again, that's reasons why we're we're gamblers and we're taking we're taking risks when you're getting 8 and 7s to 1. Mm-hmm. Like we think there's a chance, but doesn't think we're actually like. If you see an eight to one, you're like, they're a hundred percent gonna do this. Like, you're you're full of shit. You you don't think that one thousand percent. All right, now to the biggest disappointing team. Only four teams in this category. We have USC, Florida, Pitt, and Cincinnati. Buddy, who is your vote? Well, I thought Florida would stink. So, well, so did I. I bet their win total under. But the fact that, what was it, 
three three games left. Need one more to get bowl eligible, and you couldn't get it. And one of those games was Arkansas. Yeah, also and one of those games was Florida State with their backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if you have you've seen this. And one of those games was against Mizzou when you played some of the worst coverage on Luther Burden I have ever seen. I don't know if you watched or saw the schedule release for the SEC. Billy Napier's cooked. I so I I won't give into the propaganda of watching the schedule be released but the ne- but this morning I was looking at the schedule and yeah. I mean honestly it's like look at his schedule and look at Arkansas schedule. Like there's a reason they didn't fire those guys this season because now with this season you kind of have it caked in that he's going to suck. That's a very very he's that's g- a fair point. Mm-hmm. Let your let your current shitty coach get fired so you can start like kind of like not technically like clean so the guy's a fresh slate mm -hmm. that's yeah and you don't you don't have a new coach starting off with this schedule yeah that's smart but uh so So i had usc florida i'm kicking florida out who are the other ones again pitt and cincinnati i'm gonna go with pitt really that is i thought I'm pretty sure I bet. I know. I know. I know. I did. I bet the win total. Over yeah, you for Pitt. talked me into the. Yes, win total. I was high. I bought into Phil Dracovich. and all of the negatives that come with hiring Pat Nard- or having a university coached by Pat Narduzzi like reared its ugly head. Their offense was fucking terrible, and their defense actually took a step back this year too. And when your offense can't move the ball, and a Pat. And your defense is bad in a Pat Narduzzi system, you're fucked. I did not expect, I believe they went three games. Three or four. Something like that. But, like, that should not, that shit shouldn't happen at Pitt. Granted, you beat Louisville, I'll give you that one. But that one's bad. All right, my votes just so I could keep piling on the team as much as I can. Uh, USC, you had the reigning fucking Heisman Trophy winner. And guess what? Watching your offense this season. You didn't develop him anymore. You kind of just said, okay, uh, let's try. Like, you did. Everything seemed like Caleb was doing all this work and not getting any support from his coaching staff. And also, everybody who watched USC play last season knew that Alex Grinch got needed to be fired, except for everybody on the USC, or at least except for their head coach. Yeah, who went into another season with Alex Grinch? Your defense did not improve. May in fact have been that, worse. That's what I'm saying. Is it? Could we say the USC's defense actually took a step back? Because I can make the case it did. But I digress. You had the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, somebody who will go down in history as one of the be- best players that we've ever seen put on a college uniform, and he never came close to sniffing the playoff. And this so. year was a, a major step back. So. Mm-hmm. And I you totally even went into the portal and got all these defensive players. Guess what? Lincoln Riley still can't get defensive players. All right. You play craps? Oh, my God. You want the field or you want me to take the field? So, two is going to be Cincinnati. Okay. 12 is going to be Florida. Do you want the field or do I want the field? The field is a good bet, but six and eight are the most popular numbers, but they're not on the list. Give me the field. You want the field? Yes. We're rolling. 
A six. So Pitt is going down as the biggest disappointment of the season. Damn it. All right. I'm running out of table games here. So (laughs) Pitt, you stink. Really, though, like, I always envision, like, Pitt as as at least, like, a bowl team. Like, six wins should be the minimum at Pitt. And, unfortunately, it turns out that one year at BC for Djokovic was a monopoly and not, like, who he actually is. So we want to save game of the year for last, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, next one we have comeback player of the year. This one was actually hard for me to figure out. So we only have three nominees here. We have DJ Uyungle from Oregon State. Kind of resurrected his career by making the transfer from Clemson to Oregon State and looked very solid and now is in the portal again and look and some of the top schools are still looking into him. Uh, next, Curtis Rorick from Ohio. Uh, if you know, he got injured or tore his ACL, what was it, the week before the last, or so two, week- week, two weeks before the season ended, mm. w- was able to come back and play. And, yeah, it struggled in the first game, but if he was fully healthy in that game, they'd probably win that game. Uh, next, uh, running back Mike Hollins from Virginia. If you don't know, in the tragic shooting that happened at Virginia, Mike Hollins was one of the people that was shot. He was rushed to the hospital, able to recover, and even able to play this season. Just the fact that we saw him on the field was miraculous. And just for that reason... He has my vote. Yeah, he's my vote too. I can't. I mean, who else am I gonna go to? And and also like listening to him speak after I don't remember what team they beat early in the season. It's one of their few wins. Uh, William it and Mary. Been, yeah, it might have been that, but he, maybe it wasn't even that game. Maybe it was like he had a game where he had like two touchdowns or something, and just listening to him talk about the reason. Because he was thinking about transferring and getting a better situation for himself, or maybe not even playing football again. But he's like, "Those I lost my brothers that day, and I need to come back and play for them specifically." Exactly. And it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I he mean, deserves the runaway. A squirtle Exactly. He does. Squirtle gives a moment of silence for those guys. Awesome. Runaway. This was unanimous. And I don't even think if we had eight other people in here voting, they would have voted the same way. All right, now to get to the lighter side, we have the Stooge of the Year. I'm very interested to see your candidates. Well, we're starting off with a bang with Mel Tucker with probably one of the biggest bags. I'm going to tell you this one's going to be hard to beat. All right, well, we're going to keep digging deeper. We have... I don't know if you're going to beat Mel Tucker. Alex Grinch. We have... It's not good. Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, god damn, I didn't realize there was that many this year. We have also Dabo C- Sweeney all season. Better buy stock now. I think that might just be more of Nope, you. we're not done yet. And at, this is the biggest stooge of them all, possibly, in my opinion, and still has a coaching job. Mario Cristobal for not kneeling against god Georgia damn, Tech. That's tough. <laughs> Who's your phone, buddy? I'm surprised you didn't put Jim Harbaugh in there. I really am. 
Yeah, I mean, he fucking won. That's that's no, but I obviously the scandal and everything. Yeah, dude, I'm past it. There is no way in hell I'm voting for anybody but Mel Tucker. <laughs> you were a he was a shitty fucking football coach. Shitty. And he was getting paid Nick Saban money, a guy who's won five national champions, five or six, I don't even remember anymore, with a chance to win another one this year. You were getting paid the same amount of money as him. And all you had to do was not masturbate on the phone talking to a sexual assault advocate. Allegedly. Who, Allegedly. Of that. Allegedly. That's all you had to do. <laughs> Like then he pulls out. That's all I had to do, and it's just hard. Like that's all you had to do was not do that. I hate that game. And you would at least got a buyout. He was gonna get fired eventually. Yeah, hundred percent. But he was gonna at least get a buyout. Yes. And now he gets nothing, and he's never coaching again. You fumbled fifty million dollars. I don't think there's another answer. In the most comical way possible. You're right. He is the stooge of the year because he has my vote too. I really wanted to vote for Mario in this, but you that are right. Stupid. That is such the biggest bag fumble ever. And guess what? I don't know really if he's gonna get another shot no, at coaching. No. So yeah, biggest bag fumble by far. Okay, so all sexual assault is bad. Yes. But a lady who is going who has been to fifty Division one programs this year to talk about it, maybe not do it to her on a phone. No. A survivor of it. Congratulations, Mel Tucker, on fumbling fifty million fucking dollars. <laughs> All you I, get is the squirrel uh, sex. He might whip his cock out. I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> me and Connor laughed about this for like. Two weeks straight, every time we saw each other. <laughs> it is the... It is, it's not funny, but it's funny. It's okay. It's... it's What happens, not right. But you can laugh at stupidity, right? And that is the biggest bag fumble of all time. Alright, now, just to keep going with the dumb shit. We have the crazy transitive property game of the year. I love... Dude, I love transitive property. I... Chicago State beating Northwestern last night has made some more fun ones. All right, we're just going to kick it off with the one that we called. New Mexico State beats Auburn 31-10. to 10. What did you get that at the highest? What was it? The Plus spread? 20, yeah, I think it was 23.5. Okay. Or maybe around there. I, it thought, was the I, thought it jived, I thought it got up to 26. Okay, it was in like between 24 and or between like 23 and 28. Now, this one just makes like that one even funnier. UMass beats New Mexico State 41 to 30. They now in that game they were only seven and a half point dogs, but still with what UMass and like how there's this was week 0 or week 1. Week 0. Week 0. And just to see what UMass did with the rest of their season, only winning three games, and New Mexico State winning 10. Like, the transit properties that come from that game alone is hilarious. Next one, Northern Illinois beats Boston College 27-24 in overtime as seven-and-a-half-point dogs. One that makes that one even funnier. Southern Illinois beats Northern Illinois 14-11 to 11 as eight-and-a-half-point dogs. 
in the Connor was right, uh, Cody's a stooge bowl, we had South Alabama beats Oklahoma State. Thirty-three yeah, back to when we seven. Thought Oklahoma State was dead. Plus, now seven. The, South Alabama was only seven and a half point dogs, but still to win thirty-three to seven was huge. Yeah. Then we get even crazier with Bowling Green beats Georgia Tech thirty-eight twenty-seven as twenty-two point dogs. Uh, next, Pitt beats Louisville thirty-eight twenty-one. As seven and a half point dogs, and Connor called this one, and Cody's a stooge still. Uh, <laughs> next one, Virginia beat UNC 31-27 as 24 point dogs. And lastly, Arizona State beats UCLA 17-7 as 14 and a half point dogs. What is your vote? I don't know. I want to. I already picked Jerry Kill to win Coach of the Year, so I don't know if I want to do that one. I'm gonna go with South Alabama beating Oklahoma State, thirty-three was thirty-three-seven. Yeah, yeah, thirty-three-seven. Yeah, like yes, they were seven and a half point dogs. It's a slower spread for a G five and a P five playing each other. But the fact that I was so high on Oklahoma State over six and a half. And they lose this game week two. And I even gave out South Alabama as a money line sprinkle. Yeah, and it cashed. Yes. And everybody, including me, was like, well, that's fucking done. Oh, no, I remember. The, oh, do you remember the text messages you sent me when you knew that I was on the South Alabama side? You never said, fade a Gundy? Never fade a Gundy. And then I did the SpongeBob meme, I'm never fade a Gundy. Never fade a Gundy. And then oh, yeah, got <laughs> smoked. And I'm then, a man. I almost... Lost by 40. Yes. But, hey, to get them into the net and they end up playing for a Big 12 title game, like, that shit's crazy. Uh, the New Mexico State one's a good one, too. I'm not going to vote for that one, but the fact that... I'm not going to vote for it either. People thought that we all kind of were like, well, we got to watch out for UMass. They're not the UMass pass. No, they still sucked. And New Mexico State literally was had a chance to win this CUSA title game. No. Uh, for me... I'm giving my vote to Bowling Green beats uh, Georgia Tech 38-27 just because, like, that's a MAC team beating an ACC team that fucked around with a lot of teams. Yeah. They were probably the most hot and cold team all season long. Mm -hmm. And then I'm pretty sure Bowling Green turned around and got smoked by somebody in the MAC too. It was yes. funny. So what do you want to go with here? Heads or tails? I'll go heads. Just switching back and forth, hoping the computer goes that way? Not today. Give hey, but the game that I was right about and you were wrong, so hey. Give it to South Oklahoma Alabama. State. Well, yeah, Oklahoma State and South Alabama. South Alabama, I don't know how what their worst loss was this year, but they were also there were some bad ones in there. I tried so hard to do transitive properties all through college football. And it, it didn't work this season. It, it, it gets to the FCS. You can get to Southern Illinois better than Texas. Mm -hmm. My goal was to get it to a D2 school, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, now time for the drop your nuts moment of the season. In this, we have Mizzou's thicker the kicker nails the 61-yarder to beat Kansas State. Chip Trainum's third and goal touchdown against Notre Dame. 
Sam Hartman's fourth and 16 run against Duke. Oklahoma's fourth quarter drive to beat Texas. Bryson Barnes leads Utah to beat USC with a last second field goal. Washington's end around on fourth and one to beat Wazoo. Travis Hunter, week one against TCU. I mean, he he was all over that game. Uh, Kalen Deloach, strip sack, return for a touchdown versus Clemson that kept them in that game. Uh, Alabama's second half turnaround against Tennessee. I'm, I swear, I'm not trying to pile on you. Houston's walk-off Hail Mary versus West Virginia. <laughs> tough, tough one. Texas, uh, fourth down stop versus Kansas State in overtime. And then, I mean, lastly, Alabama, fourth and goal against Auburn. Which has my vote. Yeah, I, I want to go with Thicker the kicker too because that was an SEC record game-winning field goal, but I'm also going to go with Jalen Milrose throw there. Um, Especially, like, all the ramifications that have came from that. Like, I tried to make sure, like, the playoff teams had, like, what their big moment of the season was but the, and throw in some of the other moments. But Like, if, he, if they would have lost to Georgia, this would not have been my vote. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that play got them in the playoff, and guess what? Yes, it was busted coverage. It never should be one-on-one, that situation. But Jalen Milrow still had to have the patience, and he still had to... That's one thing that's gotten escaped from that play is, yes, it was a jump ball, but he put it in the most perfect spot possible yeah. for his guy to catch Just the ball. like it was beautiful, obviously, what comes from that. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Right now, they're two games away from potentially winning a national championship with a team that we presume dead after Texas. Not to mention top three rivalry in the sport, too. So, like, it's got to be Jalen. I don't even think it's close. The thicker the kicker was pretty cool, though. No, it was. No, there were a lot of moments. Like, if Clemson or if Florida State, like, the injury doesn't happen. Like, that gets my vote because, like, that kept you live against Clemson and just kept the magical ride. I mean, Washington, you could literally say all season after the Oregon game, the fact that they just were finding ways to win. All right, now time to for our last category, and that is the game of the year. Now, if you know how. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? We have the juicy word. Well, that we, I mean, we save that for last. That's going to be the last. That's last. like, okay. yeah, that's the last last. Okay. That's like the Walter Payton man of the year. That's the Heisman. It. Exactly. So we are getting to the game of the year. And if you don't Hold know on. how we do this. Let me get a pen. I'm going to write these down. Okay. I'm ready. Because uh, there's no way I'm going to remember like week three. Well, I so each week I took down what some of the better games of the year were. And we're going to go week by week and decide which game was the best of that week. And then from those games, we will decide the ultimate winner. Starting off with week one, Colorado at TCU. It's going to be tough. LSU versus Florida State. Clemson at Duke. That's a look of last one. I'm still going to go Colorado TCU. I had the most fun watching that game. 
I I agree with you. So that will be our winner for week one. Week two, Texas at Bama. James Madison at Virginia. Holy Cross at BC, if you're true crazy people like me and Cody. And App State at UNC for the second year in a row. Problem is I didn't get as much eyes on that App State UNC game, so Oh, gonna, I had eyes on I'm gonna it. go with you are my house. Oh, then I thought I threw that on the Oh You might have and I just never watched it. Yeah, because I had it on the iPad and that's when I was that's when I had it in my lap and I'm like, dude, App State has a shot. I was also probably by that time fifteen claws deep. So I'm gonna go with Alabama and, and uh Texas. Yeah, I mean honestly it has it that was why I said it the first game. Uh, I thought that was the best game. I mean, we might get that as a rematch in the national championship for all we know. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, never thought about Uh, that. Week three, Florida State at Boston College. Kansas State at Mizzou. Colorado State at Colorado. That last one threw me for a pickle, but I'm going to give the love to Thicker the Kicker this time. And I'll give it to Missouri, Kansas State. Yeah, I I I think you're right on that. Yeah. All right. Well, the way I'm doing this is I'm gonna get my vote by basically writing them down, and then if it's better than the one I have standing, so we'll see. All right. Next week four, Ohio State at Notre Dame, Florida State at Clemson, Oregon State at Wazoo. Yeah, not close. Ohio State, Notre Dame. That was the most intriguing game. Like, by far. Like, I know keep you want to keep your bias out of it. It was back and forth the entire game, and you went on a walk. All right, you, you, want, you want me to keep my bias out of it? Okay, it was Ohio State at Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, that one's not hard. All right, week five, USC at Colorado, Georgia at Auburn, LSU at Ole Miss, Notre Dame at Duke. I'm not a points guy, but I'll go with Ole Miss and LSU. I had a lot of fun watching that game. I was disgusted the entire way, but it was a very fun game. It was. And I also bet the over in that game, so it was even more fun there. All right, we're going to have to flip because my pick is Notre Dame at Duke. Call it. Tails. Fuck. And LSU Ole Miss is on the board here. All right, week six, Oklahoma at Texas, LSU at Mizzou, Georgia Tech at Miami, Arizona at USC. It's got to be the shootout, especially to win on the last second drive. I think that one's pretty easy. That was a fun game the entire way, too. All right, week seven, West Virginia at Houston, Stanford at Colorado, Oregon at Washington, Alabama at Arkansas. I mean, for betting purposes, it hurt. And for fandom, it hurt. But any game that ends in a Hail Mary and a coach going against his former university, that's going to get my vote. Like, especially for you, uh, our buddy JR had um, Houston as well, but he fell asleep because he Oh yeah, he's trying hard and gets up at three a.m. to go to the gym, but to witness that as a better 
is like my dream. I've, I've had. Oh some, yeah, I was I was awake for it. I've had yeah, I'm I'm jealous. I've had some half court buzzer beaters that I've seen, but I've never watched it live to see like a hail mary. Mm. But that I'm assuming was the most amazing feeling, and I'll go with um, Houston and West Virginia. All right, we're gonna have to flip for this one because my vote's for Oregon at Washington. That was that was su- such a phenomenal game, and so many implications that came from it. Uh, we are going to go with Tails. Tails away, so we're going to go with Oregon and Washington there. Yes, which the deservingly thing, so. The only thing is, that, like, we got it twice, so. No, I know, but still, like. Hurts nostalgia a little bit, but I get it. Yeah, whatever. Cry, baby. Uh, Penn State, or week eight, we have Penn State at Ohio State. UCF at Oklahoma. Utah at USC and Clemson at Miami. Um, USC Utah for me. Shame of you for putting Ohio State Penn State on there. That game sucked. <laughs> there was nothing about that game. <laughs> it that was, was a marquee game. It That's was. why I put it on there. But yeah, sucked. you're right. It's Utah at USC. And that was also a that was before we knew like USC was completely fraudulent. Like well, no, that was right after the Notre Dame game. Then no, yes, but but there was still like they're not losing a fucking Utah. Mm-hmm. I still had that in the back of my head. They're not losing this game, and then ultimately just did not play out that way. All right, week nine, Oklahoma at Kansas, USC at Cal, UNC at Georgia Tech, and Oregon State at Arizona. Didn't watch it. At a wedding, watched ninety nine point five percent of it. Missed the ending. We're back and watch it. It's Oklahoma, Kansas. That game was awesome. Was able to watch ninety nine point one percent of that game. Oklahoma at Kansas. That was a phenomenal game. Uh, shout out to Jr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, found out he lost his bet after the wedding. You're you're such a terrible groomsman. Yeah. You you had you made the groom think he won a bet, only to find out after he said I do that he yeah that's lost. wild. What if him losing that bet would change like his more of the transit properties to come out of that? <laughs> he might have won. We'll the, have he dis- might have won the we'll award. We'll have to discuss that with him the next committee meeting. Like if he found out you lost that Kansas bet. You know him. He's going to be like, nope, what a meritor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, week 10, Kansas State at Texas, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, Washington at USC. Who's got your bet? What a week. It was. What a week. Because I really thought when you said Texas, Kansas State, it was going to be tough to beat. But I liked the very last battle of Bedlam the best. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That might be biased because of that where my money was going between those two games. But I'm going to go with that one there. I want to go with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with the game that I was actually able to watch and not in the just absolutely dying of sickness. So I'm going to go with uh, Kansas State at Texas. So we're going to have to flip the coin. Go ahead and call it. Uh, heads. His heads. Yeah, I think I think that's probably more bias of where my money was. Plus, like the ramifications from it. If Texas loses that game, while well, Florida State's probably well, actually, Georgia's probably in the playoff. Over- yeah. 
Seriously. All right, week 11. Michigan at Penn State. Miami at Florida State. Utah at Washington. Duke at UNC. I didn't like the way it played out, but I actually very much enjoyed the Duke North Carolina game as much We're on the same as I can. I think yeah, it was it, awesome I game. mean, the, like I was on Duke, and I thought we won it, and I like I had sprinkled the money line, and I thought we won it, and then UNC just drives down the field. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Week twelve, Louisville at Miami, App State at James Madison, Kansas State at Kansas. Washington at Oregon State. I'll tell you what, I really, really enjoyed that App State game. And I think that's where my vote's going to be. Knocking off an undefeated James Madison team in true App State fashion in James Madison. I'll go with that game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, again, that's a little bit of a I, I did. I did watch that whole game. Yeah, and that, then I did. I did really much enjoy Oregon State and Washington. It just, you know, it killed a big future from mine. So that's gonna obviously like hinder my vote a little bit. All right, week thirteen: Ohio State at Michigan, Alabama at Auburn, Northwestern at Illinois, Wazoo at Washington. Walk off winner for me. It's got to be Alabama and Auburn. I know I voted for Milrow in the drop your nuts one, but to me. The ramifications of that in a rivalry game situation. Fourth and goal, but it was from the 31. Like, crazy things happen in that rivalry. That's that's my vote. Same. I mean, just that whole game was just bad shit crazy. That is the true epitome of rivalry week, in my opinion. All right, so just to go through what our week winners were. Colorado at TCU, Texas at Bama, Kansas State at Mizzou, Ohio State at Notre Dame, LSU at Ole Miss, Oklahoma at Texas, Oregon at Washington, Utah at USC, Oklahoma at Kansas, Kansas State at Texas, Duke at UNC, App State at JMU, and Alabama at Auburn. Buddy, out of all that, what is your vote for the game of the year? So, I'm between three. Let me know if you have any of these. Mine's Colorado TCU, OSU Notre Dame, and Alabama and Auburn. Really? Yeah, none of them. Well, okay, so Alabama, Auburn, yes. Uh, I don't have Ohio State at Notre Dame. Um, Yeah, because it was 17-14. But I do have uh, Texas, Bama. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it, honestly, it's between Texas, Bama, and Bama, Auburn for me. Well, I think if that's, like, I would decide between OSU probably and Auburn, Alabama. So I think Auburn, Alabama probably should get this one. I think so, Because too. we have, they would be first or second for either one of us. So, game of the year. Auburn, Alabama, the 2023 Iron Bowl, which I couldn't believe it. I had a live bet on Alabama to win that game, and the entire time I thought it was dead. And then out of nowhere, we just get 
the guy who can't pass to throw a complete dot to a blown coverage. I'm still convinced if that was an intermediate throw, they don't oh, win no, that Oh, no, no. That was 10 it yards was... <laughs> over the guy's head. <laughs> All right. And lastly, we have what is our Heisman. We have the juiciest man of the year and the reigning defending champion is Desmond Watson, the Florida defensive tackle. Come on down and accept your Goes way. back to back. How are you going to argue with that? I mean, dude, the video, that still, the, vi- the video that still goes viral from playing USF like two years ago where he literally ragdolls the dude and throws him like he's a fucking five-year-old. It, insane. Just absolute specimen of a man. Yeah, Connor. So that's gonna that ra- is the twenty twenty three juicy juicy awards. Um, we'll see if he can get it again next year. I don't know what year his eligibility is. I can't. But remember, we will honestly. find out soon. But we do have some picks for this weekend and coming up till I think Tuesday, right? Uh so I have us doing all the games up until the nineteenth. So, yeah, that's till uh, Tuesday, I believe. Awesome. Let's hit it hard here. I'm going to start with the Saturday slates. OU and Georgia Southern are playing in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. OU is getting three and a half points. Over-under is set at 48 and a half. No, Nate, no Curtis, Curtis Rourke, right? That, yeah, no Curtis, uh, no Curtis Rourke and uh, Harris. The backup will also not be playing. They're going to be playing Navarro, who has played this season. But uh, no Miles Cross, who's their best wide receiver. And, uh, oh, God, the running back's name is escaping me, but without their starting running back. Despite all that, none of those transfers that or none of those players that have hit the portal are in are on that defense, and that is one of the best defenses in the group of five. So, for that reason, I'm taking the points with Ohio, plus three and a half. That's a lot. OSU's offense without Rourke in there. OSU's? OU's. By the way, did you see that he announced where he's committed? Where'd he go? Indiana. Oh, just say Ohio. You're probably better off. But... Yeah, I'm going to lay the points to Georgia Southern. Davis Brin's last collegiate football game. He's going to sling it all over this team. doesn't matter who's on defense. He's going to throw a couple picks. Exactly. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Exactly. If you want his over half an INT is at minus 160. I absolutely love that play. Moving on here. In the – some of these uh, bowl games now, dude. You don't have – do you have any idea for the celebration bowl between Howard and – uh, FMAU. I know it's FCS, so I don't even really know if we have a line. We will have a line. I lay it with Florida and m They're going to be favored. Yeah, from, I, that's what I would say, but... I have no idea if they're favored or not. I think they are. They should be. They're always good. They were damn near the... Yeah, they're definitely going to be favored. Yeah, they're laying six and a half. Give it to me. Lay the six and a half. Okay. Um, Jacksonville State's laying two and a half against Louisiana in the RNL Carriers Bowl in New Orleans. I'll tell you right now, this is something I've already bet. I'm laying the two and a half points with Jacksonville State. Basically, their entire team is still there. And couldn't trust Louisiana the entire season. And Rich Rod is a way better football coach. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, lay lay the points with uh, Jacksonville State, and if like if you want to, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Uh, Zion Webb, if you want to take his over on rushing yards, like Louisiana has an all right defense. If they are susceptible to anything, it is the run. So I love taking anything on his over rushing yards. And, I mean, sprinkle first touchdown for him. He's cashed for us uh, before trying to see what his uh, 74.5. I'm not confident in it. I'm going to end up having money on it. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, his first touchdowns were cashing a lot last or this season, so I would ride that too. Yeah. In the Cure Bowl, App State is laying. Is that six? Yep, six and a half points against Miami, Ohio. Both conference champions, correct? No, Troy won the Sun Belt, right? Yeah, yeah Troy. Troy won the Sun Belt. Sorry, Troy. Mac or Miami, Ohio just won the Mac championship. Tough one in this game. I don't really know what to go either side. Miami's defense is super stout. But, but Avion Mitchell or Avion Smith is in the portal, and I I didn't really I don't love either side of here, but I'm gonna probably lay the six and a half with App State in this game. I'm yeah. not gonna lock it or anything, but I do like that. Yeah, I'm laying the six and a half with App State, especially with like I know Smith was not that great. But still, like what what we have after him, if the backup wasn't good enough to take over for him, take over once Gabber got hurt, like what's making me think he's gonna be an upgrade over Smith? Lay it with App State. Love this play. I don't hate the under in this game either. Not gonna lie, the under forty three. Um, to the New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State's laying three and a half points against Fresno. Don't even think about it. Lay the fucking points of Jerry Kill. Fresno has been. On a downhill spiral since that seven and zero early start, and New Mexico State has just continued to get better. They're rolling in this game. Give me the Aggies. Uh, for me, give me the over fifty one. Yeah, I like uh, that too. To be honest with you, yeah, I just think there's going to be good amount of points in this game. This is going to be a glorified home game for New Mexico State, but I just think I think this game goes over. And for one last time. You have to place a bet on Diego Pavia first touchdown. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I know you have the parlay. Put it with Zion as well. Mm-hmm. Make it the Cusa first uh, parlay there. Um, and the to the LA Bowl, UCLA is laying four and a half points against Boise State. Um, I think you kind of hit this on Tuesday. No Taylor Green, Dante Moore. Has announced he's transferred from UCLA, but Schley has played in plenty of games for UCLA, and I think they'll be fine there. So I'm going to lay the four and a half with with um, UCLA and practically a home game for them. Uh for me, give me the under twenty one and a half on Boise State's team total. No Taylor Green, Madsen's out for the season, so they're going to be turning to a true freshman that. By my by looking through the stats, has not played at all this season. So I know you might get like a couple weeks for bowl prep, but I I just I don't know how they're gonna put points up. I know they 
uh, the running back uh, Gentry is still there, but still, like that just means they could hone in on him and like tell, like make the freshman beat us. And the clock's and this is run. yeah, this is still like I know Latu has already announced he's going to the draft, so he's not playing in this. This is still a very good UCLA defense. I know a couple pieces are missing here and there. This is still good defense. Let's cap off Saturday. Texas Tech's land three against Cal in the Radiance Tech Independence Bowl. This one was very hard for me to decide upon. Um, both teams are kind of riddled at the quarterback position when it comes to the portal. I think Strong is still play, still there at Texas Tech, so he'll still be there. But Cal had a couple guys in the portal. Um, Mendoza's still there, but they did end up taking uh, Chandler Rogers, the North Texas transfer, I believe, or – I can't remember if he got crystal ball there or if he's officially announced he's transferring. Yeah, I don't there. remember. I saw. I did see the same thing as you though. So that kind of makes a like few things. Like, how does Mendoza come out in this game? I think he's going to come out guns blazing, and for that reason, I'm taking the over fifty-seven and a half in this game. I think there's a lot of points in this game in a very very late game. Uh, just as an added bonus. Jay not over a hundred and the three or hundred and three and a half rushing yards. Texas Tech is very susceptible to the run, so I think he's going to be. Cal's going to have to run it too. Yeah. So, um, give me the plus three with Cal. Don't love it though. Um, I think Cal's alive in this definitely. Problem is, I know with the bowl games, just so everybody knows, your money lines for dogs is not the same during the season because a lot of Vegas has kind of cooked into the fact that there's a lot of discrepancies that come with this team, whether it's people sitting out for draft, sitting out because they're in the portal, yada, yada, yada. So, like, there's not much value on the money line for dogs as there usually is. Yeah, 1,000%. There's... Too many variables in this game for them to like just lose out on a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, to Monday, we've got two left here. Old Dominion's laying two and a half against Western Kentucky. Did look up what the famous uh, toastery is. It's literally like a chain breakfast place, like throughout the, oh, okay. throughout North Carolina, Virginia, that whole region. So that's what famous toastery is. Yeah, it's definitely look up who the sponsor is like season they had they have to have gotten a lot of hits because like what the fuck is this shit yeah never heard of it i'm laying the two and a half with old dominion jason henderson was just a reigning juicy award winner and he was a finalist this year i gotta give it to him old dominion i i'm sorry i talk so much yeah he's because he did not win the juicy he's gonna come out with his hair on fire also for that reason i'm laying the two and a half this is a form this is weird they put this game together because this is a former cusa rivalry Mm -hmm. too and they're playing in this game but yeah i this isn't west don't get scared by western kentucky it's not the same western kentucky as normal and to the last one utsa is laying 13 against marshall in the what the hell is this bowl Oh, Scooter's Jesus. Coffee Frisco Bowl. Like, what is that? Scooter's Coffee. Never heard of Scooter's Coffee? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're a redneck. You like Folgers. Folgers or Townhouse is the only two I'll drink. Um, and let me guess, you put your cigarette butts out in it with with some Katie Litter in there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you, you actually smoke, but... You were, talked about this when we were going through... 
like what was going to happen in the bowl games, who's in and who's out. This is Frank Harris's last collegiate football game. Mm-hmm. They're beating the brakes off this bad Marshall team, who was won just won their last regular season game, but was coming off like a six game losing streak. I think UTSA rolls in this game, and they win by twenty one plus. Absolutely, lay the twelve and a half, thirteen, whatever you can find on UTSA. Uh, couldn't find any of Frank Harris yardage odds, but take take the overs. He's gonna he's gonna get put up so many yards in this game. I meant to look up to see if there was any more records that, or like any certain amount of yardage that he had to break to get any records, but I didn't manage to look that up. At didn't all. find anything. Nope. All right. But yeah. that basically wraps up everything. It wraps up the juicies. Yes. For twenty twenty three. This for college football. This wraps yes. up the first little wave of bulls. They'll come in here. And then come Monday or Tuesday, we'll recap basically all of what happened over this weekend. It's going to be a great, it's a pretty good slate of college uh, bowl games, and there's a lot of really good college basketball games. This And three NFL games on Sunday. Yeah, sprinkle in some NFL games, and I'm pretty sure there's some NBA games. There's a lot to, there's a lot of sports to enjoy this weekend, so let's enjoy it all. 1,000%. Until next time, we'll see you guys right here. Peace! Thank you.